Hey everyone, Logan here. Just a quick note before we get started. I mentioned this last week, but if you enjoy the show and like what we're doing here, there's nothing more helpful that you can do than leave us a review on iTunes. Please let us know if you like what we're doing or if you have thoughts about what we should do next. We could really use your ratings and reviews. Plus, if you leave a review on iTunes before next week's episode and let us know you did, you could win that $10 Amazon gift card. But make sure you then send us an email or find us on Twitter so we know how to reach you. No matter what, thank you for continuing to listen and support us. It's a pleasure to get to share this show with you every week. Welcome to Indie Insider, the weekly show where we chat with video game industry professionals about their projects, their stories, their advice to others, and of course, their thoughts on everything indie. I'm your host, Logan Schultz, and today on the show, I sit down with Bob Best, a college senior in the Netherlands who, while finishing up his studies and working multiple jobs, also helps produce a major conference called Indevelopment for students to connect with industry professionals. Bob and I talk about the logistics of putting on a game conference, his aspirations in the industry, his advice for aspiring game producers, and how you can be involved in indie development. Before we get to the interview, however, a couple of quick notes. This show is presented by Blackshell Media, a publishing and marketing firm working to help indie developers reach their goals and new audiences. The company also strives to offer unique, inspiring, and even educational services for developers, publishers, and gamers alike, which is why we get to bring this show to you. Speaking of which, be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast services across the internet. And please leave a review. If you'd like to be a part of the show and share your thoughts, questions, or even request a professional to bring on the podcast, send me an email at logan at blackshellmedia.com. You can also find the most up-to-date news on the Indie Insider podcast on Twitter by following at Logan A. Schultz. That's L-O-G-A-N-A-S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. Finally, special thanks to Bob for joining us on the show, as well as Benjamin Tiso over at bensound.com for allowing us to use his song, Going Higher, in the show. And now, from in development, Bob Best. Welcome to Indie Insider today. I am talking with Bob Best, one of the conference organizers for Indie Development. Bob, how's it going? Uh, it's going quite okay. Just uh, settling into my new place. Um, yeah, you right. just moved, right? Congratulations. Thank you. It's a step up for you, right? Yeah, definitely. Moving on out of student house and into my own apartment is really uh, one of the best things ever. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Um, and you said you are next to a pretty busy road, as we just heard. So uh, if we hear anything in the background, that's what that is, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, single yeah. pane windows do that to you. <laughs> pros and cons, right? But I'm still very excited to talk to you. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this conference that you have a pretty heavy hand in, in development. Um, so we'll get to that in just a little bit. But before we get there, you mentioned uh, you just moved out of student housing. You are a college student, correct? Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm st- still studying at the University of Utrecht. I'm studying game technology over there, which is a branch of computer science. And okay. yeah, I'm just uh, finishing up my studies. I'm just finishing up my final subject, and then I'll have my bachelor's in computer science. Congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How do you end up deciding to go to school for game development? 
Well, it's kind of kind of a weird story, actually. Um, back when I was 18, I had a summer job in uh, the United States, in uh, California, Santa Cruz, specifically. Oh, wow. Um, and over there, I was gaming a bit, and I came into contact with these Chinese developers, and uh, I decided to start up my own little company to get away with a friend of mine, uh, which was basically a small online game publishing platform. Um, worked a lot with uh, Chinese developers because they are always uh, they always want to push their games out to Europe, and they're basically just looking for companies who can do that for them with them investing as little effort as possible. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, after that, you know, um Obviously, I didn't have any experience whatsoever. I did not have any contacts. I did not have any money. Uh, right, so yeah. that all went wrong at some point. I completely got <laughs> screwed over by one of the companies because they were infinitely more experienced than me, uh, had access to all these lawyers. And uh, yeah, so that ended up all falling apart after about a year and a half. Wow. Uh, okay. I did, however, learn a lot of lessons from the time uh, I did spend working on my own company. Um, things like uh, like perseverance. If, 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 if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, you just need to find out what it is. Other than that, yeah, I definitely took a lot of co- lot, of, lot of contacts from that. Uh, I've got a huge network for a student. So let me dig into that just a little bit more, because uh, it sounds like it was a really impressive experience. How old are you at this point? I'm currently 23 years old. Okay, so you're 23. And how old were you when you started your own company? 18. Yeah, I mean... That's that's pretty impressive in and of itself. Even if it didn't end up, you know, lasting so well for a first endeavor, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, and the nice thing is that because I was so young, there was a lot of like room for me to um, experiment and fail. It, it's not it's not that bad to fail at that point because um, there's just room for it. You can just fail and nobody really cares. You don't have anything <laughs> anybody relying on you whatsoever. Sure. So you you started your company, you kind of, you know, took some risks, it didn't end up paying off, but you said, you know, you made some great connections and kind of learned a lot from just that year and a half long experience. Definitely. So then what happens? You decide you're going to go to school to for game development after that kind of all crumbles down or were you doing that at the same time? Actually, I was uh, still in high school when I was doing all of that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I was doing high school, I was running my own company and I was working uh, part-time at a McDonald's as well. <laughs> oh wow yeah yeah i was definitely busy uh, my days looked kind of like this i woke up at about 3 a.m uh to uh do some mailing with uh some of the developers uh then did it up for about an hour went on for a little more sleep till 7 a.m get out of bed have a quick breakfast run off to school uh actually I had to bike uh, about 10 miles then i'd probably be there till around 3 or 4 p.m and yeah. head straight on to work where I'd be done around 10 or so, head back home, do a little bit of gaming, uh, go to sleep. So have you always just been this this hustler, even when you were a kid? Did your parents ever say, oh, you're going to grow up, start your own company, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be one of those guys, those entrepreneurs? <laughs> I've, al- I've always been a bit of a hustler, but um, yeah, my parents haven't really ever said something like that. Um, there is a lot of ent- entrepreneurs in the family and people who just okay. try their own thing. Were they pretty supportive of you doing all of this while in high school? At first, they didn't really um, know how to feel about it. Uh, but once I got it rolling and saw how much effort I put into it and uh, how serious I was about it, they definitely supported me uh, in whatever way they could. 
Okay, so at what point do you decide then, this is what you want to do with your life, this is what you're going to go to school for? Um, it was actually kind of funny because um, about the time where we finished high school, um, that was the same time where my business fell apart. Okay. So I was kind of sort of just done with the whole thing. Um, I had only seen things from the publishing side, and I was actually doing pretty well in in basically all science subjects. So I was just looking around universities, trying to find out what I really wanted to do. Just okay. looking at like uh, physics and biology and chemistry and all those things. And then I came across computer science at University of Utrecht, and then I uh, stumbled upon gaming technologies. It's like, hmm, this looks interesting. And that was basically the point where I decided that I actually kind of want to learn more about uh, what was behind the games that I helped publish, how they kind of fit together, how people made them. Um, and that kind of uh, drove me to, yeah, to really choose that, choose that studies and just go for it. Did you ever worry that you might be going into something that was too niche or that game development uh, wouldn't prepare you enough if something in that industry didn't work out? Was that ever a concern for you? Um, that hasn't ever really been a concern for me. Um, okay. Primarily because, um, well, it's basically a computer science studies. Sure. Uh, with just like uh, a gaming kind of frame around it, I suppose I'd say. Because okay. again, I get a computer science degree. And therefore, it never has really been a cause for worry. Um, and other than that, I'm actually a teacher as well. <laughs> oh, you are? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm a computer science teacher in a high school. While still going to school? Yes. How did you line that up? Um, I basically took an education liner, and due to the lack of uh, computer science teachers, I basically um, got hired right away, and I'm currently teaching um, in, a, yeah, in a high school, three days a week. And you balance all of that with indie development and with uh, being a, a student, and yeah, wow, that's really impressive. <laughs> I kind of drive myself and my girlfriend crazy sometimes with how much I do, especially myself. Yeah, how do you go about balancing all of that? I mean, do you do you eat enough? Do you sleep enough? Yeah, I definitely eat enough. Um, <laughs> I tend to eat a lot. Um, but I have a lovely girlfriend who supports me, and I have two cats uh, who definitely help me help me as well because I can just like sit down and just relax a bit, um, and I try to do. Uh, I, I really try to take time uh, to relax, like I plan it uh, ahead, so, I, so I'm just basically forced to sit down and take a minute. Sure, really uh, budgeting time for yourself, right, yeah, inside yeah. of all of that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so yeah. tell, me, tell me how indie development got started. Um, indie development was actually started uh, from the studies, which I'm uh, currently participating in. Um, okay. The problem with gaming conferences has always been, uh, at least for students, that it's very, very expensive. If you look at like GDC or whatever, there there's several like the basic tickets are several hundred euros, right? Um, let alone like the all inclusive tickets. Um, this is just not affordable for students. Uh, while it is very important for people uh, who are looking to get into the games industry uh, to make. To, to, to create this network to get to know people and to learn about things because conferences are really like the best thing you can do if you want to 
get into the industry. Um, so with that mindset, uh, in development was set up a conference uh, by students for students, and specifically how to get the, or like to get them in contact with the industry. Um, basically, get uh, small indie startups um, to show off their games there, um, look for new talent uh, because it's a great way. Like in development, is a great way uh, for companies to acquire new people. Uh, because there's just so many students walking around, like uh, there's about uh, 800 visitors every year, out of which 600, uh, over 600, are students. Wow. And these are all um, game-related studies, uh, which, these, which these students follow. Um, there's the computer scientists, there's the game designers, there's, the, there's even sound people around. And actually, there's quite some courses in the Netherlands currently... Uh, requiring their students to visit this conference because it is specifically targeted at students and yeah let me ask you this have you gone to other conferences have you made it to GDC before I haven't made it to GDC before uh, I am however uh, planning on going there by volunteering this year um, I've been to Gamescom I've been to Control I've been to Indigo um, Gamescom was definitely an interesting one because I went there with a uh, student ticket and came back with an exhibitor ticket. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I only ask because I'm curious, you know, how do you go about figuring out that your conference or how to make your conference work in relation to other conferences? I mean, how do you, you know, do you learn from other people? Do you just kind of figure it out as you go along? We definitely learn from each other and other people. Um, the way in development is set up is that it's a comedy of students and some non-students um, who kind of organize this conference uh, every single year. Um, mm -hmm. This also means that there's like substitutions, substitutions every year. There's people who leave, there's people who join. Um, you're working with a different team every year. And uh, last year, the situation was such that uh, only three people from the committee had remained. Um, the others were too busy to continue doing in development. So we basically had to rein reinvent um, how in development worked, how everything had to be arranged. Because um, there was just basically not enough of the original team around to uh, continue. And I think we've done actually a pretty good job at that. Uh, we've kind of refocused what in development is and how it should be done. We've added a lot more talks. We've um, added special events for students to really meet with other students and start up their own projects and uh, go out there and do things. So you've had some pretty respectable people give talks at your conference over the past few years, isn't that right? Yes, definitely. Um, like the biggest, the biggest name we've had um, was definitely uh, Jeff Gardner from Bethesda Game Studios. Right. The yeah. Lead producer. Uh, it was a very interesting talk as, talk as well. <laughs> so how do you go about finding people like that and getting them to come to your conference for students? We basically send out a whole lot of mails. <laughs> <laughs> we basically look at who's interesting, uh, who would we like to give a talk, and um, yeah, just like that, uh, we try to find people. There's, a, of course, always a lot of people who can't attend or don't want to give a talk. Sure. Uh, but there's always... People who are like surprising, like uh, Jeff Gardner specifically, uh, he really surprised us all uh, because I basically sent him a message. Uh, I connected with him on LinkedIn. He accepted my invite, um, 
and I sent him a mail. Half an hour later, I had a reply with, sure, I'll come over. It's like we were just sitting there, and I was like, did I, did I just really get a reply? That's really awesome that you just kind of you know, put yourselves out there and you know, made something awesome out of it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, specifically the games industry is a very, very uh, close uh, community. Uh, people, people, everybody knows each other, and um, if you really want to get anywhere, you just need to reach out and ask people to 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 like see your point of view and see what you're doing. And generally, people are very nice. It's not a, it's it's not that hard an industry. It's very people people are very open and friendly. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And and it just really comes down to. I guess putting yourself out there and really pursuing what what you are interested in and what you want. So let me ask you this then: uh, this you said this is going to be indie development's sixth year, is that right? Um, yes, it is. Okay, twenty seventeen. It is in May, is that right? It's the twenty ninth of May. Okay, so it's coming up a few months, and uh, this will be the. Sixth one for the company. Have you seen pretty consistent growth in the conference over the past five years? Uh, we have seen... Wait, let me just grab the numbers. Because oh, I sure. uh, actually have them, of course. <laughs> Doing your research. I love it. Um, over the over the couple... Over the years, we've definitely seen growth. Um, like, in the first year, there was only, there was only about 100 students attending. Right. And... Uh, or actually 100 people attending. Then for the second one, there was already 300, and then it exploded to 800 um, with about uh, 850 last year. Um, yeah, no, we've basically seen pretty consistent numbers over the past couple of years, but we're always trying to expand and find new ways to attract new people. Um, but yeah, we've definitely seen pretty, pretty good attendance, I'd say. <laughs> How do you go about marketing something like this? I mean, do you reach out to schools? Do you, I guess, do you make sure they know about it? Do you, what are, what are tickets like? Definitely. Um, the way we do it is uh, we send mails definitely to every single school uh, out there that has anything to do with uh, game development. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also do um, uh, small, like, guest lectures, I suppose. We just come over, give a five-minute talk on why you want to attend in development and uh, okay. why you should just definitely come on over. Um, we do those for pretty much every single game-related studies out there. Um, this t- takes quite a lot of time and, and work for the, the members of our team. Um, that That is basically our main way of marketing, sending out emails... Uh, of course, we're also active on Twitter, Facebook, um, everything like that. But um, mailing and um, just going out to schools is our main way of marketing. Uh, we should mention, I don't know if we have, um, this conference and, and you are based out of the Netherlands. Is that right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So is is that area pretty lively with... Uh, game development students and, and educational programs? Is that something pretty big in that area? Definitely. Um, especially around Utrecht, there's a lot of uh, indie companies and some indie studies. Like, there's indie studies, uh, or game studies, sorry, um, 
basically spread out through all of the Netherlands. There's, there, it's also offered at basically all levels uh, of education. Okay. Um, yeah, with university and college and all those different levels. Off the top of my head, there's definitely at least 10 uh, different schools offering game-related programs. Oh, wow. That's more than I would expect. Yeah. Um, the Netherlands is a very, very uh, alive uh, country when it comes to game development. There's just so many indie companies out there. Um, there's really not much AAA going on. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, the only one I can think of right now is Guerrilla. Uh, oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Which is based in Amsterdam. And then there's a lot of um, collectives uh, as well, uh, indie collectives like the Dutch Game Garden or um, uh, Level Level three, Level Four, if I'm right, <laughs> based in Harlem. And then there's uh, one in Groningen as well. Yeah, it seems like kind of this just uh, thriving mini industry in the Netherlands that you guys are really taking advantage of, which is fantastic. So, Bob, do you guys have? A budget for this? How do you find money? How do you get a space? What are those logistics like? Uh, yeah, we definitely have a budget. Um, the most of the money that we uh, that, that we look at in our budget is uh, basically what we get from tickets and expo. Other than that, we have some small sponsoring from the university and uh, student society. Yeah, other than that, we really just try to reach out and. Um, try to get companies to sponsor us uh, in exchange for um, in exchange for their outreach uh, like just ads and all kinds of uh, different things other than that um, like we also have uh, room for TV uh, appearances um, they can host their own talks uh, workshops um, yeah sure visibility sure. basically everywhere. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So, how much is a ticket to go to Indie Development 2017? Well, we market specifically towards students, so uh, the price is very low. Um, a student ticket in early bird is only 15 euros. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is pretty low. That is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a one-day event, correct? Yes, it is only one day. Um, however, it is, is a very... Um, yeah, very packed day. There's a lot. There's a lot to do. There's talks to attend. There's expo to look at. There's um, student startup going on. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm taking a look over your website. I'm seeing a lot of interesting information. So let me ask you this, Bob. In development, 2016 ends. Right. You sit down with the guys or the team rather, and and then what? What do you say? You say. Uh, here's what worked, here's what didn't, and then what does that process look like preparing for the next year? Um, the first thing, yeah, the first thing we do is uh, gather feedback from uh, people who posted on Facebook, Twitter. We ask our speakers, we ask random people, uh, just see what people have to say about the event. Definitely take everything that people say very seriously, sure. because we do it. We do it for we do it uh, for the students. We want to know how they feel, what can be improved, um, and companies as well. We want to know uh, how what they think about our uh, about how we bring them in contact with students and if it's the way they want it. Right. Those are the first things we look at. 
Um, afterwards, we look at the things that we would have liked uttered otherwise. Because um, one of the things that we, uh, like last year, for example, we would have maybe liked more companies on the expo floor. However, uh, the general audience thought that it was very nice that uh, people had a little more space and that people had, a, like, companies got a bit more attention because there were fewer companies around. So then, I mean, how do you, how do you go about planning a conference? Is it booking a space? Is it, uh, you said you kind of just uh, cold email people and reach out to people. Uh, I guess, let me ask you this then to, to focus this question a little bit more. It is uh, the first day of March today. Uh, yes. Where are you guys at in the process knowing that in development 2017 is, um, I guess, just under three months away? Yeah, um, basically everything, like the basic, uh, the location, uh, all that has already been set. The data okay. has been set, um, the ticket price has been, have been set, and uh, the shop is ready to go as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a list of speakers already lined up for this year? Uh, we have a couple of speakers already uh, lined up. Um, I can't give you any names right now, though. Sure, sure, um, sure. <laughs> Fair enough. We're still definitely looking for speakers. We're still looking for sponsors. We're still looking for expo. Um, we're still looking for a lot of things. Yeah, we're, there, there's a lot of pressure um, to find people right now because this is the prime time uh, where we're going to look at people. However, due to GDC currently also going on, there, there's like a bit of an issue getting to people because people currently have their sites just set at GDC. Right, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah and don't have much time for anything else. <laughs> well, Bob, I wish you luck with Indie Development 2017. I hope that it goes well for you. I'm sure that it will. It looks like you guys are set up for success. Um, yeah, absolutely. So tell me just a little bit more about you before we switch topics. Uh, you're working on Indie Development. You're about to finish up your studies. What happens next? What's next for Bob Best? What's next for Bob Best is probably looking for a job. <laughs> I'm um, looking to become a producer at some point in my life um, so the place I'm going to look for is QA to start at and uh, from there work my way up <laughs> it's going to sure, be, yeah. be an exciting time for me are you planning on staying involved with in development at all once you finish your studies definitely yeah I think in development is a great thing and something that should be continued and can definitely still grow and expand and it has a lot of it has a lot to offer. It has a lot to offer to uh, both the industry and students uh, alike. Well, Bob, uh, I like I said, I you know I really wish you the best of luck. I hope this continues to grow. Um, if people listening think they might be a good fit for a talk or would like to get involved with indie development, what should they do to reach out to you? Take a look at our website. There's uh, a contact us form, or just shoot me a mail right away. Um, Bob, just Bob at indevelopment.nl. There you go. So, Bob, let's switch topics just a little bit. Uh, you obviously are pretty ingrained into the indie video game scene working on a conference like this. Tell me your thoughts about indie video games right now in 2017. I mean, what are, what are some of the things that are exciting you? What are some of the trends that you're seeing right now in indie video games? Uh, one of the things that I'm very excited about and seeing in indie is that people are definitely exploring um, what video games are and what they can be. Okay. Um, there's a lot going on where 
um, the objectives aren't really clearly set anymore, where it's not about winning, uh, where it's more about the experience. I, I, I really like that development personally. Um, also exploring exploring games as an art form. So within that, what are some of the projects that have excited you recently? Uh, you, I mean, you say video games as an art form. What what video games are you seeing as art right now? Um, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I mean, gosh, you're one of the biggest guys I've ever talked to. Do you even have time to play games, or are you just kind of reading about it on the side? Um, I, I, I currently have very little time. You are definitely <laughs> right about that. Right. Um, so the time I have is generally actually spent on big titles. Uh, like I'm currently playing a lot with my girlfriend just to relax a bit. Uh, we're playing a bit of Overwatch, a bit of uh, Heroes, a bit of League. Excellent. Um, but yeah, some of the titles that are currently going on that I'm very excited about um, is Herald, which has just been released by um, Wispfire Studios. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, what is it like to uh, connect with all these people who come out to indie development and show off their projects? Do you stay in touch with those people and do you follow their projects? Uh, I do definitely follow their projects personally, although at the event itself I'm way too busy to really talk to anyone. <laughs> right, <laughs> sure, sure, running, sure. running, running, just running everywhere. Um, but yeah, definitely try to stay in touch with people, um, see what we can offer them, see what they can perhaps or what they perhaps have to offer to me. Um, yeah, makes yeah, sense. It's, it's, it's a just Dutch um, indie community is really great. It's very nice to talk with people um, because I'm actually also the president of the Dutch Game Development and Research Committee. And mm -hmm. we've had one of the other studios that um, is generally at uh, indie development as well. They came over and gave a workshop related to particles, particle systems. Oh, wow. So I do definitely try to stay in touch with them. That's something that's interesting to me is you are in a position where not only do you work with developers and publishers and industry professionals to give talks at your conference, you also get a first-hand look at what is quite possibly the future of indie video games is the lessons and the projects and the students that are out there seeing all these things, taking all this in and looking for their jobs in the industry and their space in the industry what does that feel like and, and what are some of the things you've seen um i've seen a lot of hard-working people i have seen a lot of yeah a lot of failing but that's not that's not that's not a bad thing sure um in order to discover new things you first need to fail a lot and um definitely among students failing is quite okay you Right. Have the space, you have the space. You have the space to fail and just go out there, try new things. What sort of failure have you seen? You mentioned that you've seen a lot of it. Uh, what does that look like, especially within uh, the context of in development? Uh, in the context of in development, uh, what you do definitely see quite a bit is um, student startups that um, just fall apart. People uh, who aren't committed or uh, games that just flop. Um, this has a lot to do with the amount of time you need to invest in uh, making video games while you also have to attend your lectures and study for exams and all those things. Right. Um, time is just such a rare commodity um, that you can't do everything at the same time. And especially something like 
starting up a company, a lot of people underestimate uh, how much time and effort it actually costs to properly uh, market and to stay in touch with people. So, I mean, you are somebody who knows that firsthand with your own company and how busy you constantly are working on all your different projects. Is there a secret to balancing all of those things and to, I guess, making that work while also being a full-time student or keeping a full-time job that pays your bills? Um, I think it's about trying to just, just, in my opinion, the most important thing is to just keep your eyes set on the goal and just try to go for it no matter what. It is very tough at some points, but I think it's just very important to never give up, never give in. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. That's some sound advice, Bob. So you said that the next thing for Bob Best is to look for a job. If you could have your ideal job, what would that be? What is your end goal? What are you My keeping your eyes on? My end goal would be um, to be a producer at a AAA studios. That that's yeah, that would be my end goal. And why a producer? What about that entices you? Um, I enjoy working with a lot of different people. Um, I have a background in programming. Uh, I'm a teacher. Um, I like working with people, and um, it just excites me working with all these different teams and trying to make uh, all of their work into one amazing game is something uh, that I'd really like to do. Do you find that you use those same skills when you're working on indie development in that team management, project management, uh, and pulling all those things together to create one great experience? My position in indie development is a little different compared to working on games. Um, but yeah, I do definitely try to apply the same things, trying to get people together, trying to um, have everybody work on their own strengths and um, also work on their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to just bring the best in development we can. Well, Bob, I mean, you are a pretty inspiring guy. Like I said, I appreciate your hustle. You've obviously achieved a lot in a short amount of time. So congratulations. It all seems well-deserved. So, so good for you. Um, at the end of every episode, I do ask my guests to share a piece of advice. You've obviously shared a few already, but is there anything else that you want to send aspiring producers home with today? Work on your network. Uh, having a network is really the most important thing if you want to get anywhere, um, especially in a uh, in an industry which is pretty hard to get into. Um, mm -hmm. Work on your networks because, yeah, that's it. Attend conferences, talk to people. Don't be afraid; they're pretty nice. <laughs> I was going to ask: Is there a trick that you have to build your network and to connect with people? Yeah, definitely. Go to conferences, drink a beer. <laughs> there's there's always parties going on. Just have a beer with people and you'll get to know uh, things about them that you'd never get to know otherwise. This has been Bob Best. He is one of the organizers for In Development, a student game developer conference that takes place in the Netherlands. It is happening at the end of May, so you can still make it. If you want to be involved, shoot him a message. And of course, this has been the Indie Insider Podcast. It is presented by Blackshell Media, a publishing and marketing firm out there to help 
people make great games and connect with great audiences uh, and you can find them at blackshellmedia.com or on twitter at blackshellmedia uh, of course if you want to connect with our show you can connect with me shoot me an email logan at blackshellmedia.com or connect with me on twitter at logan a schultz uh, and let me know your thoughts comments concerns questions if you have questions for bob shoot him my way we'll get him back on the show and, and we will we will of course stay in touch now bob if people have just been inspired by what you have to say uh, or think you're great or want to learn more about indie development, how do they find you out on those interwebs? Uh, you can either look me up on LinkedIn um, or you can just shoot me a message at bob at indievelopment.nl and I'll personally get back to you. Excellent. And that's Bob Best. It is the best name, as I've been told. Uh, <laughs> B-E-S-T. Uh, bob, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely. Good luck with any development this year. This has been Indie Insider, and we'll see all of you next week. <laughs>